continue to bless the service. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful for these tithes and these offerings that were lifted up, Lord. We ask that you continue to bless this ministry, Lord. Continue to give us wisdom in our lives, Lord, to maintain our households, but also appreciate what you've given us here, Father. We, we ask, Lord, that you clear away every thought, every distraction, Lord, every mechanism of the devil, Lord, that will want to keep away from your precious word this evening. I ask, Father, that um, you open up my my uh, heart to you, Father, that you can guide me through these scriptures and this message. We ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone, brothers and sisters. God bless the group uh, this evening. So, some of y'all that uh, got here just a little later and didn't get a chance to see the original name to the title of the service. Now, uh, uh, y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. They had uh, they had replaced the e with the i with the the i with an e, uh, and it said, "Are you a better person?" Oh, I said, "No, that's the wrong that's the wrong title this evening." Title is, "Are you a bitter person?" Sounds like it. Maybe they wanted it to be a better person. I don't know, but. Uh, you know, um, thinking about a lot of things in our lives, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of will start to callous us, start to shape us into uh, who we are as not only believers, but who we are just in life. And to start to see that, um, you know, life will have a tendency of sharpening us down or creating us into where we don't acknowledge certain things. We can blame it on a lot, on a lot of stuff, um, but sometimes we don't recognize that it's also spiritual stuff that can be blamed for a lot of these things. Like I said before, we can blame it on sicknesses, we can blame it on pains, we can blame it on actions. Um, we blame it on everything except for sometimes the point of what it is, which is good, is us. Amen. It's us, it's things that we need to let go of, things that we need to get better in, be healed and relieved from. I don't know if you've ever had a moment where um, I had a uh, I had a little surgery done on on one of uh, my teeth and it got infected and it got the size of a almost the size of an orange or a grape small grapefruit and it was infected from a procedure that they did and I was in so much pain I wanted you know I don't know if you've ever seen people that want to just get you know pliers out and pull it out but I I couldn't pull it out because it wasn't the tooth they had it was underneath it, it was the root. And so, yeah, you'd pull the root out or the tooth would have broke off and the root would have still been there and I still would have been in pain. Um, but when I went back to the doctor that did the work, they said, we can't do anything. I'm like, what do you mean you can't do anything? They go, we can't do anything because of all the swelling. I had never seen that much swelling before. I'm like, can you give me something? Can you hit me over with the two by four? Do anything. Couldn't do anything. And I don't know if my family remembers that, but they probably wanted to hit me over with the two by four by the end of all the things that I was complaining about and doing all that stuff. But um, nothing could happen until the swelling would go away. God bless the kids this evening, brothers and sisters. God bless the youth and the, and the kids. And I, I'm... I'm 
I got it resolved. I went to a specialist, and that person was amazing. God, God. I went through a few days of some horrible, horrific pain, and I had never experienced pain, but, and I've passed kidney stones, which I thought was like the borderline of giving birth for a male is what I've heard. I've, I've slipped a disc, which, again, was a, a very painful experience, and, and I got to say that that one was up there and maybe past some of them just because of the pain that it was, and I couldn't. It was just throbbing everywhere. It was hurting all over my whole face. And so that being said, the, the, the pain is there, but it can't be looked at until the swelling goes down. And as we start to think a little bit about the Word of God and, you know, what happens at times is that there's a lot of swelling. There's a lot of things that are in the way of God's Word getting to what needs to be looked at. There's stuff that we've put as walls, as distractions in our lives um, that's not allowing the Word to get to what needs to be looked at. And again, there there are excuses that shouldn't be excuses. It's us. It's me. You know. So you know when you go when you go to any kind of addiction thing, they 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 do their steps right. And what's the first one? It's you know it's me. I have an, I have a problem. It's not my mom had a problem that caused me this. It's not that my spouse had a problem that caused me this. I have a I am the problem identifying it and sometimes we are too swollen to allow that identification to happen but we've got to let god start to heal this to get to where it needs to get to the root and i started thinking a little bit are you you know are you a bitter person and just looking at you know the, the word of god talks a lot about it and it's amazing and i didn't realize that um uh, Paul, you know, refers to it a lot too, and we're going to read a lot of verses from Paul. But you know, I, I started thinking about, of course, a person that you know inspired me in just in, in doing studies in the past. And, and anybody know Naomi in the Bible? Ruth's mother-in-law. What does she want to change her name to? Anybody remember? I think I wrote it down here on my phone. She wanted to change her. She says, don't call me, this is Ruth 120, don't call me Naomi no more. Call me Mara. Listen to this. Because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. Some people in just reading that passage can understand why she would be bitter because she just lost everything. But she wasn't looking what was right in front of her, which was her daughter-in-law that lost her, her husband still wanted to be with her, take care of her. Some of us have been and have had blessings in our lives and have been blessed in our lives that we're not seeing that. That's, that's right in front of us at times, too. And instead of identifying God's blessing, we're disappointed in something or holding on to something that's making us bitter. You're bitter. You can hide it. You can code it. You can cover it up, but you're bitter. 
It's just like anything that we try to shield or cover up and we get good at it. Some of us are professionals in it. We're concealed bitter carriers. You can't even see it on me, right? I got it on me. You can't even see that I have it on me, huh? God can free us from this bitterness. Some of us need to be free from this bitterness because it's hurting not only ourselves, but it's hurting all those around us. That bitterness. What are you bitter for? Just look out to see what God's done for you, what God's provided for you and continues to provide for you a place. But, you know, I kind of started looking at a couple of things, and here's some signs of... they. They're signs for, for, uh, for being bitter. So sign number one, they generalize. And let's read a little bit what that is. Someone who is bitter is, and jaded is generally so as a result of one or multiple experiences. Yet they often not angry with the individual who wronged them, but whole groups of people. How many bitter people aren't even, can't even affect the people that, you know, that hurt them? But they affect those that love them. Who's that here? Who's that? Who, who is that? You, you, you hurt people that love you. Want to take care of you. Because of something that happened to you? Not even years ago again? This is just... I found that one pretty... They might feel anger t- toward all men, all women, all members of a particular profession. Certain ethnic group, all because of an experience they had just with one person. This is just, hey, we've got some more to read. This is, this one, it feels like it wrapped it all up right here for some of us, right? This is just one. Identify that you're bitter. Maybe some of us is just by one. Let's go to, let's see what number two says. Number two, we still got a couple of read here. They hold grudges. We all get angry sometimes, but misunderstandings and arguments are normally cleared up and forgotten, not with a bitter person. Not a bitter person. They hold on to it. You bitter? You bitter yet? You've identified being bitter yet? Because we want to get better. Even if two people don't see eye to eye, they understand that there's no point in wasting their energy by holding a grudge. Those who are bitter, however, will find it very difficult to let something go, even when everyone else has forgotten about it. Woo! You know a bitter person? Some of us are quiet tonight. I like the ones that are, are hypey or, yeah, amen. But there's some that are, like, don't take away my bitterness. <clears throat> we have a small little, you know, that little Yorkie. He has a little bone and he'll just look like he's going to tear you up if you just look at his bone. It's a little, this thing's, it's nothing. You would think it'd be a big old bone. It's a little bone. He's just, <clears throat> nobody's even around him. Many of us are holding on to that bitterness like that tonight. Number three, they like the sound of their own voices. Uh Uh-oh. 
I got tired of hearing my own voice. I used to tell people that all the time. I said, hey, I don't need to hear this. If you don't want to listen to it, I can stop talking. I don't need to hear this. I don't need to hear this. Some people that are bitter do. Let's, let's, let's listen to this one. A bitter person's favorite topic of conversation is likely to be the things that have happened to them. It's not that they're bragging about themselves. They like to dwell in the past things of themselves. They generally won't ask questions about your life and the things that are going on with you. It's about me. Remember that song, Andrea? You remember that song, Right in Youth? That was a number one hit back in the 90s. It's not about you. It's all about me, me, me. But unfortunately, that's what happens with bitter people. They just want to complain to you about what someone said to them, something that happened to them, or just state of the world in general and how it affects them negatively. Help us, Jesus! Is that us? Is there any positiveness coming out of you? Or is it all bitter? Mara. Call me Mara. Number four. They're jealous. What? How does that? Okay, well. Rather than be happy for a friend or a colleague when they get a promotion or when something's going well in their life, they're just jealous that things aren't going well for them. It's all about me. It's not about you. Because they're bitter. Things won't get better if you're bitter. Number five, they will not make changes. They think they should be the one getting the promotion or getting engaged, but they have they but they take no steps to change the things to help them get there. They stay exactly where they are, wondering why things don't fall into their lap. Oh, it's, it's, bitterness is a powerful thing in, in la raza. Oh, viva la raza. Let that stuff go. Let what happened to you a long time ago go. But you're bitter. Do you want to get better? Because God can help you. God can relieve this if we identify this. Number six, still got a couple more, not too many. Okay, well, you guys can start getting happy here in a second. Number six, they seek attention. A better person isn't likely to keep quiet about the way they feel when they feel like treating, well, when they feel like life is treating them particularly unfairly. They want sympathy and reassurance and, that, and what they're feeling is justified because deep down they know it isn't. 
Listen to that one. I want to convince you, even though I feel that this isn't right, I want to see if you can convince me that it's right, how I'm feeling. It's a better person. Number seven. How about this one right here? This is kind of a friend deal too, but they struggle to accept advice. Whilst they love to complain, if a friend that genuinely cares about them tries to offer some helpful advice, they quickly go into the defensive. They are blind to those people in their lives who do care about them, focusing on those that they feel are out to get them. You ought to get me. I've been here with you through all the bad things, ups and downs. You're here to get me? You're going to get me, aren't you? Are you better? Why can't you see what God's given you? Huh, Naomi? Why can't you see what God's given you? Why are you bitter? Man, it hasn't even got started with the word yet. Number eight, they don't like cheerful people. You have to be so loud. You have to be so. Ugh. I haven't had my coffee yet. Seeing, being around cheerful, optimistic people throws their behavior into sharp relief. Meaning they, they're comf confronted, well, confronted by their own negative attitude. If everybody's positive around them and they're the only negative one, guess what? That's amplified. I'd rather be around some people that aren't happy like me. That's exactly it. Misery does love company. We can stop right here and just come up here and pray, brothers and sisters. Not unless we want to keep on going because bitterness is a lie from the devil, especially in the things of God. There's some verses that I hold on to that I always bring up when something wants to come up in my life, and I always bring up charity, suffereth all, believeth all. Even though all these things are coming into my mind, all this bitterness comes into my mind, I got to love my brother and sister. I got to love my coworker. I got to try to understand situations and circumstances from a customer on the phone. This could mean they start to become pretty antisocial. Preferring to spend their evenings mulling over while the world is against them rather than being out socializing and making the most of life. They never congratulate others. Number nine. You better? Their jealousy means that they find it difficult to generally congratulate anyone else on their skills or achievements 
You never hear them say the words, well done. And they wouldn't dream of giving anyone a thumbs up. I'm bitter. Well, this is, again, we could go back to the Jezebel spirit preaching that we brought that one time. Almost sounds like some of the, a lot of the things of the Jezebel spirit. But listen, number 10. This is it. This is it, I promise, okay? The, 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 the swelling's gone down. We're going to be able to see now with the word of God the pain. The last one, they gossip. They love to spread stories they've heard about things that other people have done wrong. They are the person you will find at the water cooler down at the restaurant, that juicy bit of gossip that they've heard about someone. I've met people that they start their own gossip. They're wondering like, why are people talking about this? Oh, wait a second, I forgot, I told, I said that. That's when you're really wrapped up in some bitterness. All mad at people because they know something that I told them. Hmm. How do you know that? Oh, wait a second. I said that up here in the pulpit, didn't I? Help us, God. Because I know this sickens you. Because we're a body, we're a church. You care about us. You want to free us. You want us to live our life, the promises that you've given us. But we can't get past it if we can't let go of this bitterness. Hebrews 12, 12. Hebrews 12, 12. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but lest it rather be healed. Listen to that. And make straight your paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. What a powerful opening that Paul has right there in saying, look, if you're broken right now, if something's lame in you right now, instead of continuing on this path that might take you down a path that's not right, rather be healed. Instead of hating me right now, being angry at me because I called out some things and, and you identify some things or somebody hit you on the side on some things, Be healed, Paul says here. Because the times are dangerous. The times are short. You think that you're strong. You think that you got it all figured out. If we can't hold on to these, this precious word of God and ask God to help us, the time is near, brothers and sisters, on things as we can see in the experience that we just had. 
Number verse 14, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. Listen to that. Follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and, there, and thereby many be defiled. Amen. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau. Listen to this. As Esau. We know who Esau was, don't we? Amen. Remember the story of Jacob and Esau? Listen to this. This is powerful because we get lost in things. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau. Fornicator or profane person as Esau. Esau. I mean, fornicator or profane. Man, how's he identified at that? Well, let's see how he was identified as those things. Who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited a blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance. Though he sought it carefully with tears. Oh, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot to take in, right there, brothers and sisters. That's a lot to take in, right there. I I recommend definitely marking that and going back to it and looking. You go back and look into Esau's life. Go back to the bitterness that he carried all the way to the very end that he couldn't overcome. But sold his birthright. Gave up on his blessing. How many of us here, our salvation doesn't have that much value to us? This bitterness is overtaking our salvation. How many of us, this bitterness is overtaking our salvation? Those that have long roots, it's a long bitterness that's in that root. us God help us God to see this before it's too late we keep on avoiding things we keep on declaring it something else it's this it's spirits it's spirits all around me spirit is in us that God needs to get to in his precious name he needs to get to it if there's any belief in us, he can get to it tonight. If we turn to Acts 8, 9. Acts 8, 9. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. 
Sounds like a movie, doesn't it? And then we keep on reading here, verse 14. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they said unto them, Peter and John, verse 15, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon, for as yet he has fallen upon none of them. Only they, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that, remember Simon, that through laying on the apostles' hands on the, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. See, Simon, remember, we just read about Simon. Let's not forget about Simon in verse 9. Psychics and sorcery and fortune tellers. and He saw an opportunity. I can make a quick buck from this. Hey, guys, show me how to do that. Something was happening there. They were baptized in the name of Jesus, but hadn't been filled with the Holy Ghost yet. Baptized in the name of Jesus, but not filled with the Holy Ghost yet. And we see here Simon trying to figure out how to beguile more people. Because people were seeing probably miracles and seeing things around them not understanding the power of the name that they were baptized in. Peter and John are there, and in verse 19, saying, give me also the power that on whosoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Man, it sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds good. Like I mean, it's not like he's saying, hey, give me that power so I can, you know, I can conjure things. I can, uh, I can, I can be be a better sorcerer. Oh no, it sounds not, it doesn't sound bad, right? I mean, you look at it now, it's like, hey, just give me, get, get, I'll give you some money, give me that, so I can give people the Holy Ghost. Verse twenty. But Peter said unto them, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought. That the gift of God may be purchased with money. Verse 21. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Amen. Repent therefore of this thy wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thoughts of thy heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art gall of what? Bitterness. For I perceive that thou art gall of bitterness and in the bound of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. We're living in some times, brothers and sisters, where 
we must be told to our face the things that are going to come to us. If we don't repent and turn around from things. Pray that these things that you said will happen to me will not happen to me. Full of bitterness, he said. Are you so bitter? Only God can answer that. Only God can meet you there. It's things that you've probably heard about, things that you're aware of, things that have been called out to you before. But why? Why do we lose attention, focus in those things? Things that need to be fixed and that God can fix. God has the power to fix. If we turn to Ephesians 4.31, We turn to Ephesians 4.31. Verse 32 also. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. It's amazing how bitterness started that train. Though it would look like something that could be innocent compared to the other things on verse 31. If you can go back to that verse, please. You would think that bitterness would be in the same, in the same table, sits at the same table of wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking. Yeah. We saw that. We, we, we saw a lot of the examples of what bitterness brings. Some of us, some of us have. We're bitter and we're, and we're asking God for things. We're looking for God to, to do things, to, to open up the hearts of people around us, to liberate people that are around us. He could do those things, and it's just not even a, it's not even a question that he could do those things. But do we realize that he can do those things in us? we must identify it first and again if those those things that and there's no excuse to it we can go back and hear this and go back and see this if any of those things you identify in your life as you come back and say okay God I don't want this to be What's ahead of these things, wrath and these things that can destroy things that are around me? I'm, I'm asking God for, for a spirit of wisdom to come over us and not just let this pass us over and, and not have this, like, what are we talking about tonight? Something that something's there that we seek out to try to remove. Verse 32. And be ye kind one to another, t- 
tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. As I mentioned before, you know, this we, we seem to shield to cover up bitterness, to 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 hide it, to say it's other things, is to uh, it's not I'm not bitter, I'm just not feeling good. You heard that one? Yeah, protecting it probably. Sheltering it. I'm just not feeling good. I don't feel good. Oh Jesus. I don't think that's something that God will accept. We got to fix it. We got to get to it. We got to crucify ourselves daily. Crucify ourselves daily. So much God's done for us, Naomi. So much God's done for us, Naomi. Did you see Ruth right in front of you wanting to be with you? Go on this journey with you. Back to you. Go, go. Go back and read it if you need to. Go back to a, a country that that opposed her. She wasn't an Israelite. She goes, I want to serve your God. I want your God to be my God. And still, Naomi was bitter. God help us if if you see moments like that and we're still in situations we could be healed miracles could have happened in our lives and yet it's man help us God before it's too late Romans 3.10 as it is written there is none righteous no not one there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They're, they are all gone out of the way. They are, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. And with their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. In the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. That sounds like an Old Testament passage right there that I was hearing, but it's Romans. Paul talking to the Romans. Bitterness. Bitterness births evil. I. I. If the term why is a lot in your life, turn that around and ask God, strengthen me, God, to be an example of this. Turn this test into this testimony that I can... No. Bitterness comes. Bitterness. It's a curse. It's a spiritual generational curse. Be careful. Be careful. We joke around a lot like, oh, you're a lot like your... uh, You're like... You're going to be like your... uh, 
Oh, it's not because of, it's not because of DNA. It's spiritual. And I rebuke that spirit in anything in my life. In your precious name, Jesus, I rebuke it. I ain't going to accept any of that. Because you're a God of new things. New beginnings, new opportunities. I'm not going to make an excuse for it. Because feelings are neither true or false. Help me, God, to overcome this wretched man in me. Too much. We got too much to lose. There's too much to lose here, brothers and sisters. The blessings from God, the promises, our salvation, the greatest thing we have. We need to stop loving ourselves. That's the first thing. Oh, I rebuke you, spirit. If there's a spirit here, I rebuke you. I don't know why I feel that. I feel if there's a spirit, I rebuke you, spirit. Just hear this. Hear this powerful word from God that identifies things that you are. You know, you, you, you've been identified, spirit. You want to remove this spirit, this, this, this powerful spirit that's rooted years of Again, generational. When it's generational, that's, that's depths. That's mama's, 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 daddy's, 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 daddy's. But oh, Jesus, your name. Your name's so powerful, Jesus, to free you, to liberate you, Jesus. Oh, powerful name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, man, I find myself sometimes I'm just saying, Jesus, when... When you feel that's, you know, a weight on you, Jesus, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Because you don't play around, Jesus. You seek out and destroy spirits. And I thank you for that, Lord. Hebrews 12, 14. Praise the Lord. Follow peace with all men in holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. Verse 15. Look diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. That they by many be defiled. You see, brothers and sisters, you got to look at all little details of the word of God. He, he uses a term here. He uses a term uh, uh, of, of plants, of, of growth. He uses two things here, root and spring forth. And, and, and the thing you got to understand right now the thing that we've got to understand right now is that if this seed of bitterness is in you and it's developing and it's cultivating and it's creating, he says here that it's going to spring forth one day. Amen. For some of us, it might have done that already in the world. And we might have cut it off, but not ripped it out. 
Did we catch that one? Do we, do we need to explain a little bit of how weeds work? Because <laughs> if you just cut a weed, it's going to grow back up unless you rip it out. And I know there's a lot of people here that struggle. They're not green thumbs. I get it. You probably killed more plants than you've... It's okay. But there's probably some people here that can teach you that are pretty good at it. But there's one thing that the Word of God can show you right here, right now. Amen. Amen. Is that if it's still there. And, and, and you know, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna speak to people here and everybody here. Nobody's here alone because you know, I don't want to hear. Hopefully that I don't hear. Oh, look, you got people around you, and I'm gonna ask the people that are around you to start keeping you honest on some of these things. Because we want God to do the full full work do you believe yes yes help me in my unbelief because we want God to do the full work we don't want him to cut it so it can't be seen we don't want to tuck it away where it can't be seen during church services during when I'm around the brothers but it pops right back up when I'm around family, friends. Oh, man. Am I speaking to anybody tonight? Amen. Those that you love, you hurt. Those that you love, you hurt. Y'all hurt somebody in prison. You hurt people that you love. Go hurt a person that kicks a cat. You hurt people that you love. That's how blinding this bitterness is. It's horrible, brothers and sisters. That spirit. Help me, God. Because I've got too much to lose. If we turn to, I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up with these final two verses. Philippians 3.13. Philippians 3.13. Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. I do forgetting those things which are behind guess what guess what Paul says Paul says if it's behind me it's not in front of me so why am I looking behind me if it's behind me why is it directing me Can you imagine how crazy it would be? You're driving, right? And you're, you're wondering how fast you're going. You look in the back of the, your headrest because the speedometer is there. Okay. 
Not so safe, is it? But Paul recognized that forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, ahead. Amen. If we're bitter, we're stuck in things from behind. As we are identified these things, start looking at the things that are in front of you. That's where hope comes in. That's where understanding his mercy, it helps you not look back. Mercy helps you not look back. His grace is what is paved in the road that's ahead of you. No. I just want to be angry. I don't want to be happy. I'm not happy. Why aren't you happy? Because that seed will spring forth one day. And it might happen in a moment that's just devastating. Verse 14. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. You see, that's what happens, and that's why you don't finish your race. That's why you don't finish your little things, and the, and where the back always becomes back where we're at. Don't get distracted. As he says, I press forward, I look at the goal, and I achieve it. Well, some of y'all don't want to hear it. Again, again, brothers and sisters, look, if you don't want to hear this, you don't need to hear this, and you may have achieved something by being distracted from receiving this. doesn't affect me as the preacher. doesn't affect God as the Almighty. It affects you. Because this curse, this generational curse, this hurt that you've chosen to hold on to, you stay holding on to. And that pain becomes real. Oh, 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 that pain becomes real. It becomes real. Because see, see, the thing that's powerful about the word of God when he says, I will give you your heart's desires, is you have no idea what you need next week. You don't even know what you need in an hour. You could use God's miracle and salvation beyond what you can imagine in an hour, and you don't even realize that, that you think your heart desire is a new job, a relationship, a better but when he says, I'll give you your heart's desires, he knows what you're going to need when you need it. Amen. Don't get distracted. Amen. Don't get distracted. Because the word of God spoke to things. The needs that we have help us, God, to hear your voice tonight. I'm going to ask us all to pass on up, brothers and sisters, and Whatever it is that the Lord spoke to your heart in, whatever it was, brothers and sisters, if it was this message, if it was something else 
that was identified through the message. Whatever warning God gave us, whatever God spoke to our hearts, that we remove every obstacle, everything that's in our way to get to him, just to get to his him, just to touch his him, just to touch his him. I mean, we get it so confused. We're like, oh, God, just embrace me. Oh, God, just to touch his him. We have the power to pull virtue from him. And it's just like, again, brothers and sisters, Jesus could walk right past you right now and touch you and nothing happens. Why? Because the disciples said, Jesus, Jesus, what do you mean who touched you? There's people touching you all over the place. No. Somebody touched me and pulled power. There's a difference. As the word is being preached, as God is walking through the word here, and, and he's touching people, not touching people, because people aren't open to it. Open yourself to this. Open yourself to this change that has been, for years, a burden, son, not only to yourself, but to those around you. Open yourself to this. Open yourself to this. Enough. Enough. Enough of excuses, enough of getting up, and I know what I'm going to say and ask for a petition when it's right here, right now. If we can just believe that he can do it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father, you mighty name, Jesus. Your mighty name, Father, that heals, that removes spirits. That finds the depth of our soul through your word, Jesus. I ask, Father, that right now, the power that is your spirit, Lord, the power that is your spirit fall down on us, Father, and just cleanse the hearts, Lord, that are in need of the removal of the root of bitterness. Purify seeds that are still in us, Lord. Seeds that we grew up with, Lord. Things that we learned that we should forget. Oh, you are mighty God. We've had bad examples in our lives, Lord. Examples that didn't know what these things were. But you're calling on a new generation, Father. Help us, Lord, to remove these things. No excuses. No more you're like so-and-so. Because we want to be like you. Oh, we thank you, Father, for your word. Your word, Lord. Who can carry your word? Who can receive your word? Those that desire to follow you can, Jesus. And we want to receive your word tonight, Lord, and believe in you, Jesus, because you're so good. You're so good to us, Lord. You've been so good to us, God. How can we be bitter, God, to the goodness of who you are? Things don't go our way because we're still bitter. We still allow things. We still gossip. We still have anger. We still make things about us instead of you. You want things to get better? Let's let go of being bitter. Help 
us, Jesus, to understand this moment, Father. This moment that's so pure, Jesus, as we stand before you. As Adam and Eve stood before you. Some of us are ashamed. Some of us are hiding, Father. Our nakedness is before you, Jesus. I ask, Father, right now, Lord, that that healing, that is your spirit, that is your love, Father, touch the hearts of those that have a desire to change, that have a desire to be something different for their children's children. To give courage to those that might not think that they have anything else to give. Those that already have gone through life. Have titles of grandparents. And thinking that nothing can be changed. Oh, they can change something, Jesus. Let go of this bitterness. It makes you ugly. Help us, God. Help us not to be antisocial when it comes to being involved with the church just because we're bitter. I really don't want to be with them. I don't want to be with them because they're so cheerful. Help us, Jesus, to receive your love, Father, that covers all things. Cover us, Father, with your love, Jesus. Make us recognize, open our eyes, Lord. Open, us, open our eyes, Lord, to the good things of who you are, Jesus. You are so good, 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 Jesus. And we repeat that in our hearts, Lord, that you are so good. I don't want to be angry, Father. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to, I don't want to be suspect. I don't want to think everything's against me. When you're for me, Jesus. And I don't want to hurt the ones that love me the most. Help me not hurt the ones that love me the most, Jesus. No more excuses. No more excuses. No more, it's this, it's that. It hurts here, and this is why I, I'm like this, or the, you know, it's the, it's this, it's this medication, it's whatever it is. I rebuke any excuse, because God, there's no excuse before you, because you are Almighty. Heal us of our bitterness. In your powerful name, Jesus. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's keep on singing.